right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts. I'm right here with some facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday morning so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my WWE Extreme Rules review. And I will let you guys know I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning or early afternoon to make my ALDS slash NLDS prediction. So we'll save that for tomorrow. I did go two and two. I did go two and two. I was right about the American League side. But the National League side, I was wrong on both sides. I'm happy I was wrong about, you know, Mets and Padres because, you know, bye-bye Mets, goodbye, see you never again. But, yeah, you hate to see it. We'll talk about more tomorrow, though. But, again, you hate to see it. But you also kind of love to see it. You know, I do. I personally do. So, just want to get that out of the way. Um, but getting to Extreme Rules, back on Saturday, Extreme Rules was a really good pay-per-view. Really good pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it. And there were six matches on this card, and five out of the six matches were bangers, as Sheamus likes to say. I will get this out of the way. The one match that was a stinker was for the SmackDown Women's title between Liv and Ronda, and that's the second match, so we'll be talking about early, of course. And, of course, all the hype right here going to this paper is about who is the White Rabbit. We've been seeing these QR codes recently, and it's been leading to, like, you know... It takes you, like to, like, to a TikTok video, and everybody's trying to figure out, like, who is this white rabbit? You know, everybody thinks it's... Everybody, of course, the majority thinks it's Bray Wyatt. Well, if you know, you know. Some people probably thought it was, um... I don't know, some people probably thought it was, like, fucking Bad Bunny. Could you imagine if it was him, though? That would have been funny. That would have been funny. You would have seen so many people fucking turn off their TVs after that shit. They would have fucking got off Peacock and said, fuck that. Or some people thought... Some people thought maybe it was going to be carrying Cross because that was actually his theme song back in Lucha Underground, you know, the White Rabbit theme song. And they've been playing it, like, at WWE Live events recently. So a lot of people thought it was him, and it made sense because, yeah, it was his theme song back in Lucha Underground. So, okay. But we're going to get to that later on. We're going to get to that later on. So let's get to the first match right here of the evening. It was a six-man tag to start off the show between Imperium, Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, and Gunther, the Intercontinental Champion, versus the Brawling versus the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland. And this match was definitely a banger. It was a great start to the pay-per-view. Great start. Really good start. And I'm loving this feud between Gunther and Sheamus. We know Gunther just beat Sheamus back on SmackDown to retain the Intercontinental title. So, do they go at it a third time? They might. They just might. See, honestly, this is what I kind of want to see. This is what I want to see. I want to see Vinci and Kaiser win the fucking SmackDown Tag Team titles. And I want to see Gunther go after Roman Reigns. That's what I want to see. Because I do think Sheamus will win the Intercontinental title, and that's fine. That's fine by me. That's the only title he hasn't won in the WWE. That's the only title he hasn't won at all. Well, other than the Universal title as well, but this will make him a Grand Slam champion. But I really want to see that in the future. Hopefully at the Royal Rumble, we get to see Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci win the SmackDown Tag Team titles and Gunther go after Roman Reigns. And personally... Personally, 
don't know many people are going to agree with this, but I would have Gunther win the Universal title. I would have it just be for the Universal title. Because we all know Cody Rhodes is going to come back at the Royal Rumble. He's going to win that Royal Rumble. He's going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. But I would have it just be for the WWE title. Because you could have Gunther be SmackDown's champion. You know Roman's going to go away for a while when he loses at WrestleMania. Because this, this WrestleMania is going to lose at. They're going to give it to Cody. But that's what I would do right there. Honestly. And that'd be huge for Gunther. Huge. Huge for Imperium right there. Huge. Giovanni and Ludwig becoming SmackDown tag, team, uh, SmackDown tag Team Champions and Gunther become a Universal Champion? That is huge. Then you have to say, well, well then who's Gunther going to face at WrestleMania? He could wrestle Sheamus for the Universal title. You could do title for title right there, honestly. If you give Sheamus the kind of title. Or or better way, actually. Yeah, because you know what? I actually don't like title for title matches, honestly. So let's actually change it. You can have Gunther. Who, can he, who else can he wrestle? He could wrestle Seth. He could wrestle Seth. That would be good. You know, if say if Bobby loses the Universal title, Bobby could challenge him. That's a good match for WrestleMania. Because I do think Seth is going to win the United States title tonight, in my honest opinion, against Bobby. So there you go. You have a lot of good match right there. Say Cena comes back and doesn't wrestle Theory, he can go after Gunther for the Universal title. That would be huge. That would be huge. I mean, come on. That would be fucking awesome. So many dream matches right there. It's not going to happen. I think Imperium, you know, Imperium's Vinci and Ludwig have a better chance of winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles than Gunther's shot at winning the Universal title, as, you know, as long as Roman's champion, because I think when they do Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, it's going to be for both titles, which I'm kind of like, I'd rather Cody just win the WWE title, honestly. That's honestly what I would do. That's why you can't make people double champions right here. It's just... Eventually, the Usos are going to lose both tag team titles. And, of course, Roman's going to lose both of those titles really soon as well. But with my idea right there, that's what I would do. But getting into this match right here, like I said, it was a banger. It was great. It was a great start to the pay-per-view. It was the best way to start the pay-per-view. So it was a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. So basically, anything goes. Anything goes in this match. It's almost like a bar fight type in a way. And it was really good. It was a really good match. I loved it. And all six of these guys have great chemistry against each other. And even the brawling, even the brawling brutes, the brawling brutes, even the brawling boots. Oh my God, I can't, I feel like I'm struggling to fucking say it. Oh my God. It's like a tongue twister on one. The brawling brutes, the brawling brutes, have been really good as a trio, honestly. With Sheamus and Rich Holland, you know, they brought in Pete Dunne, but, you know, he's called Butch now, of course. They've been a really good trio, the Brawling Brutes. There we go, got it correct. Have been a really fun trio, honestly. If there were trio titles in the WWE, that'd be awesome. That actually would be. I don't think it'll happen, though, but that'd be really cool. But I really love the chemistry, not only with all six of these guys, but I just... Really love the chemistry between Gunther and Sheamus. Love it. Love it. Because I was kind of worried about Gunther when he got called to the main roster. I mean, granted, he did win the Intercontinental title against Ricochet. But, I just, I don't know. I just, I thought as long as Vince is in charge, I think he's going to screw him, honestly. That's just how I felt. But once Triple H took control, 
I was like, oh, okay, Gunther's gonna be that fucking monster right now. He was beating up Kaiser and that Shinsuke Nakamura feud. I was like, oh my god, so he's just gonna beat up this fucking team member right here. Like seriously, he's gonna just treat him like a bitch, which I just didn't like. I mean, it was just stupid, honestly. That's what I thought. Like as long as Vince is in charge, I thought Gunther was fucked, honestly. Except for he won the Intercontinental title. Yes, I get it. But then they did that whole stupid thing with R-Truth on the 4th of July. I was like, are you serious? I was like, you're fucking with this guy. You really are. But thank God, of course, Triple H is in control. And Gunther's going to be fine. And again, like I said, I have no problem with Sheamus winning the Intercontinental title. When they have the third match. Whether that be on SmackDown. Whether they want, you know, do a crown jewel coming up. You know, on November 5th. I have no problem with it. I honestly have no problem with Sheamus winning. I don't. I really don't. Because there's a bigger picture. Because Gunther could be WWE champion in the future or Universal champion. Very much could. Very much could. Like I said, that would be my plan right there. I'm going after Roman in the future or at the Royal Rumble, but I still think it's going to happen. But that's how I would do it, honestly. But man, this match was fucking fun. It was a fun match. Fun match. Loved it. We were beating each other up with a shillelagh. It was really fun. Sheamus just giving it to Gunther. And back in their match on SmackDown, it looked like Gunther tapped for the Intercontinental title. It looked like he tapped. But apparently he didn't. So Sheamus did get screwed. So he's got a beef right there. He does. But towards the end, right here, Giovanni Vinci was the... He was left. He was the only man left standing right here against the brawling brutes, and they beat the shit out of him in the last minute right here. Sheamus nailed him with a bro kick, one, two, three, and the brawling brutes get the win over Imperium, and that's the way you start Extreme Rules right there. In a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match, the brawling brutes get the W. Banger! It was a banger of a match. In all seriousness, it was a really good start. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So we'll see what happens now. We'll see now what happens going forward. So I'm sure Sheamus will get a third match against Gunther. Because like I said, it looked like Gunther did tap out back on SmackDown. So Sheamus does deserve another shot, honestly. And hopefully this time he wins. I'll be cheering for him. I love Gunther. I even loved him when he was Walter. So I love him as Gunther as well. You know, and he's going to be fine. As long as Triple H is in control. There's no more Vince, of course. He's going to be perfectly fine. Thank God. But, uh, yeah, great start. Great start to the show. But now we get to the next match right here. We get to the next match right here. Fucking Liv Morgan, the SmackDown Women's Champion, the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. And even before this match, we did see Miz backstage... And we saw the Flyers mascot Gritty come up to him and try to give him a shirt. And Miz just fucking stomped on it. You know, he probably thought it was Dexter Loomis. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. And of course, the Miz is going to have his birthday celebration on Monday Night Raw tonight. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, but getting back to this match right here for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship in the Extreme Rules match. I was like, all right, you know, I just hope Liv wins. You know, because Liv's SmackDown Championship reign, it really hasn't been that bad, honestly. It really hasn't been that bad, other than that stinker at SummerSlam. 
I mean, that was really bad. That was the worst match at SummerSlam. It's like, this match was the worst match at Extreme Rules. Um, I mean, Liv had a nice feud there with Shayna Baszler. They put on a decent match at Clash of the Castle. It was nothing special, but it was a decent match, and I liked it. Better than I expected, honestly. I wanted Shayna to win, because I wanted Shayna to get her moment at some point. Um, Because she was a fucking beast in NXT, of course, for all, all those that remember. Um... And I always said with Shane, I always said this. I always said this. Like, they knew Becky was going away back in May of 2020 because, you know, she found out she was pregnant. What they should have done at Money in the Bank, like when they had it at uh, headquarters, and in the uh, women's, the women's contract, right, the, the women's briefcase, the Royal Women's title was in there. We found out the next night because, you know, Becky said she was pregnant and Oscar became the Royal Women's champion because the championship was in the briefcase. To get more heat, they should have given it to Shayna, honestly. They could have just given it to Shayna. Which they really should have done. I know a lot of people could say, oh, Shayna's boring, this and that. Honestly, she's not boring. She was great in fucking NXT. She was a great heel. She was awesome. She could have gotten so much heat right there. Because I always said, it should have been her. And she could have came out and Becky could have played nice with her and say, oh, congratulations. Because I always felt like Shayna should have beaten Becky at WrestleMania. The month beforehand. I always thought that. But you could have had Shayna maybe like show signs of turning babyface. Like, oh, thank you. Then she just slaps Becky and says, get the hell out of my ring. But I get they wanted to have a nice moment. I I get it. But if you really wanted Shayna to get so much heat, that could have been perfect. I don't think people are going to agree with it. They listen to this right now. They're going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, people may think it sounds very Vince Russo type. I'm not saying Shayna... I'm not... Saying fucking Shayna should knock her down, obviously. And say, give her a slap and say, get the hell out of my ring. And don't come back. Not telling her to fucking kick her in the face. Or beat her up. Not saying that at all. Could you imagine how people would have been, they would have been pissed. And that would have been done right. But, uh, you know, listen, Oscar had a nice run as Roman's champion, so I'm not going to complain. But I would have preferred Shayna. Nothing against Oscar at all. But I would have preferred Shayna. And then the whole thing with Shayna, she became women's tag team champions with Nia Jax. And that was so fucking stupid because the fact that Nia Jax got fucking rewarded after what she did to Kyrie Sane, she fucking beat her up badly twice. Legit in the ring. Twice. In a span of weeks. And she gets fucking rewarded. She has to become a tag team champion with Shayna Baszler. And I'm like, well, why the fuck are we rewarding her at all? Why? Even when she broke Becky Lynch's face. She got Roman's title shot. Why are you rewarding her? Fuck her. Thank God she's gone, obviously. She's been gone for a year, but, you know, thank God. Hopefully we never see her back in the ring again with, with any company. No company should fucking sign her. No company. No. Fuck that. But getting back to this match right here. Between Liv and Ronda, it was a stinker. I'm being fully honest. It was a stinker. I thought it was going to be better than I expected, but it wasn't. It lived up to my expectations. It sucked. I'm sorry to say, but it sucked. I mean, Liv had her moments in this match. The ending was kind of was kind of cool, but also kind of bad in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, she had her moments in this match, but I just don't like Ronda at all. Recently, I liked Ronda when she started off in WWE. Like she was like this badass type. She showed up. 
once in a while, kind of almost like Brock in a way. You know, she beat up Stephanie at WrestleMania, beat up the night after WrestleMania. Like, that was cool. But once you get Ronda showing up, like, every week and stuff, it just, it loses its value, honestly. It just loses its value. I mean, I didn't mind when they made her Roman's champion, but she kind of got stale after a while. I mean, the Nikki Bella feud, that was something. That was really something. She made the whole John Cena comment. I was like, whoa. And I mean, the crowd, or I said the people really turned on Ronda when she had that match with Charlotte at Survivor Series. Well, because Charlotte fucking out-wrestled her, which you had to expect, because Ronda is still very limited. She's still very, very limited in the ring. She does have her talent, of course, but when she went up against Charlotte, who's one of the best re- women's wrestlers in that company and in the fucking world, what'd you expect? What'd you expect? Charlotte out-wrestled her completely. She got exposed. She got fucking exposed. And, I mean, when she was a babyface, though, Ronda, it was just so awkward. It's like she's a badass. She doesn't need to be a babyface. Like, why? But when she finally turned heel, it was a little bit too late, honestly, but... And I've liked her heel work, obviously, but when she's been a baby face, it's just been like, seriously? Just, I don't care for the baby face. I really don't. But like I said, this match, I don't think to myself, I hope Liv wins this match right here. I really hope she wins, but sadly not. Because right here in the end, Ronda got in the submission hole and Liv was passing out. She was smiling. She was smiling, so I don't know if that's going to be a whole heel turn for her. I don't know, but she passes out, and Ronda Rousey is once again the SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, it didn't ruin the show for me. It didn't ruin the show for me at all. I was just pissed. I was like, are you serious, man? You really had to take the title off Liv? Just as, his reign, just, as, just as her reign was getting good, when she was getting more extreme, she was being a little bit more serious, honestly. She wasn't being like that lovable girly type, you know. She was being serious. Like, look what she did to Lacey Evans not too long ago right there. After the match, she got extreme. She put her through the table. She did a swanton bomb through the fucking table to her. Or not a swanton bomb, you know, but she dove right on, right onto her the table I'm like holy shit this is the live I kind of want to see right here this is good and now Ronda's champion again why if they're going to do Ronda versus Charlotte again because I know Charlotte's going to come back pretty soon but why we've seen that match already they did it Survivor Series 2018 they just did it at Wrestlemania this year don't do it again just don't if you're going to get the title if, if I guess it's going to lead to Charlotte becoming champion again. I mean, I guess. But I kind of prefer Charlotte to go after Bianca. Not to win. Not to win. Because look at Bianca right here. She has beaten three out of four horsewomen. She's beaten Sasha. She's beaten Becky. And we're going to get to the Bailey. So obviously, you know what happened. She's beaten Bailey. We're going to get to that match. There's one more woman left. And that's Charlotte. And they could build a really good feud. That's, that's more for, like, WrestleMania. That's more for, like, WrestleMania. Or even the Royal Rumble. It needs to be on one of the big four pay-per-views. I would do that, honestly. But again, I would not have Charlotte win. I would have Bianca win. 
personally, if you had to ask me who do I want Bianca to face at WrestleMania 39, I want her to face EO Sky. That's who I want to see her face. That's the match I want to see. Either EO Sky or Dakota Kai. Or fucking triple threat, fine. By all means, go ahead. Those are the matches that I want to see right there. So, but again, Ronda Rousey is once again the SmackDown Women's Champion, and the crowd goes wild. See what happens on SmackDown. I'm sure she's not going to get a good reaction at all, honestly. I mean, yeah, I think they're going to do it again between these two women right here. Because Liv's going to get a rematch. So you're going to get a fourth match between these two. I swear to God, don't, don't play hot potato with the championships. Please, that's very Vince-like. Just don't do that. Because what, what, what are they going to do? Liv's going to beat Ronda and become champion again? I mean, I'd be happy for Liv, but I'd be like, don't play hot potato with the championship. Just don't do that. Let's not let's not do that shit again. It should never happen again. No matter what company it is, don't play hot potato with the championship. Please. Just don't. Just please don't. Let's not do that. But again, I was really disappointed. I, I really was. I'm just being completely honest. I was disappointed. But now we get to the next match right here, which is a nice bounce back. We got to the strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. This was Karrion Cross's first match, I believe, on WWE pay-per-view. I'm almost sure it was. And, I mean, seeing Karrion Cross wrestle for the very first time, honestly, because I've never seen him wrestle before. I, like, I, like I've said multiple times, I never really watch NXT. And I kind of stopped watching NXT before like, he got big or whatever. Um, and I never watched it weekly. I would see clips here and there. Like when Adam Cole completely roasted the fuck out of him back in June last year. Say, I'm Adam Cole, baby, and you never will be. You know, you got all, you got the girl, the entrance. You know, what makes that, that makes you feel special? What makes Adam Cole feel special? They ring the freaking bell. And I was like, yikes. That was fucking something. We need that Adam Cole when he returns in AEW, hopefully. I mean, he's going to, but, you know, hopefully get that Adam Cole, which would be nice to see. Um, but, yeah, getting back to this match between Cross and McIntyre, like I said, seeing him wrestle for the very first time, I think he's okay, honestly. Like, somebody said on Twitter, he's just Heidenreich. He's, like, a new version of Heidenreich. I'm like, I don't see that at all, honestly. I think he's better. I think he is. His entrance is fucking cool. I mean, Scarlet, oh, listen, listen, listen. This is a PG fucking product. Well, I mean, I said the F-bomb. This is TV-14, I guess. But holy shit. Don't get me started on Scarlet, because goddamn. Holy fuck. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, no, but no, she is really fucking gorgeous. No, she really is. In all seriousness. Um... But again, like back to Cross, like I said, I think he's okay in the ring. I think he's okay in the ring. I do like his character. You know, in the ring, again, I think he's okay. I think he's okay. But his character, his character elevates him in the ring, honestly. Because his in-ring work, like I said, again, it's okay. It's decent. I'm not going to completely shit on the guy. I'm not going to do that. And he held his own here against Drew McIntyre. His first, you know, big match right here on the main roster against a guy who's main events at WrestleMania, who's been around the block multiple times. This is a big match here for Cross. And I said to myself, well, Cross needs to win this match. You can't have Drew win this match. It's nothing against Drew. It's nothing against Drew at all. 
But Drew doesn't benefit from winning, honestly. He just doesn't. And if he loses, it doesn't hurt him. It just it doesn't hurt Drew at all. It hurts Cross. So I'm saying you gotta have Cross win this match. If he loses, no matter how how good the match is, it's kind of disappointing to be like, so he's just gonna lose now. I mean, the way Cross was getting booked when Vince was in charge, when he lost to Jeff Hardy in three minutes in his Raw debut, when he was still the NXT champion, I thought, I thought to myself, okay, that sucked, but maybe it's going to lead to Jeff Hardy going to NXT for a little while. Because they could have built a really good feud in NXT. I was thinking, like, maybe we're going to get Cross versus Jeff Hardy at TakeOver. It never happened. He, Jeff Hardy beat him. Match never happened after that. Never did. I was like, are you, are you fucking serious? It did Cross versus Joe, and Joe beat him, and I think Joe was hurt, and he had to drop the title. I was like, you could have done Cross versus Hardy. You could have given Hardy the championship, honestly. I think if that would have happened, he'd probably still be in WWE right now. Probably. That's what they should have done. It could have been a huge resurgence for Jeff Hardy, because he got his theme song back. And I mean, listen, I don't think people would have minded as much if you would have beaten Cross to take over. Like, okay, fine. Jeff Hardy in NXT 2.0, this whole new rebranded NXT. It would have been nice. It actually would have been nice, honestly. I wouldn't have minded it at all. I'd be like, all right, fine. That's cool. That's cool. And Jeff Hardy could have elevated someone down there. It's like Dolph Ziggler did with Braun Breaker. There you go. That's all you had to do. But it was too complicated during Vince's uh, turn right there. Term fucking management should say not term like he had a fucking term. Oh my gosh! But I mean, this match here started, you know, um, in the crowd. Like they were in the crowd fighting for like, like at least five minutes till the match finally got started. Because Cross didn't want to put on, you know, he didn't want to connect with Drew with the uh, with the strap right there. But man, when they when Cross finally got connected, he. Beat the shit out of Drew with the fucking strap. Beat the shit out of him. I was like, Jesus. He was just beating the hell out of him with the strap. Beating the hell out of him. And Scarlett, you know, she's just standing there looking mighty fine. As, as always. God damn. Let me... Let me, let me, let me stop right now. But, um, but no. I like this match. I thought it was good, honestly. I liked it. I was impressed by Cross. You know, we'll see what he does going forward. You know, can I see him going after a championship pretty soon? Like, maybe if Sheamus doesn't win the Intercontinental title from Gunther, maybe Cross wins a title from Gunther. Maybe Cross goes after him, which wouldn't be a bad feud, honestly. Cross versus Gunther. I'm down to see that. I'm down to see that match right there. I would love to see it. You give me those guys 15 minutes on pay-per-view, that's perfectly fine. I would love to see it. But um, we'll see what they do going forward. You know, as Drew was starting to pick it up towards the end of the match right here, Scarlett got in the ring, and I was thinking, is she going to throw a fireball at him again and miss like she did a couple weeks ago on SmackDown? But no, she sprayed him with a pepper spray. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Drew couldn't see, and Cross hits his finisher on Drew. One, two, three, and carrying Cross gets the win over Drew McIntyre. So far, the biggest win in his main roster career. We'll see what he does now going forward. And, I mean, he could go, and I just thought about it, he could definitely go after Roman. He could do that. There have been, like, rumors about it ever since Cross came back that he's going to go after Roman. He's going to go after the Universal title. He's going to go after just the one title. He could. 
Would I mind if Cross becomes Universal Champion? No, because it's something new. Same thing with Gunther. The difference is right there between those two guys and Logan Paul. See, that's just the one thing I don't like, honestly. I mean, I'm still going to watch the match between Roman and Logan Paul, but it's like, it's the guy's third match. And he's getting a title shot. He's been in two matches. He was in the tag team match with The Miz at WrestleMania against Ray and Dom Mysterio. And he wrestled The Miz at SummerSlam. And he's impressive in the ring, Logan. Shouldn't be a babyface because he does not come off as a babyface the way that he talks. He sounds like a dick. I mean, he is a dick. But the fact that he's getting a title shot in his third opportunity, his third match, I should say. Like, I can understand this. If you had Logan Paul in a number one contenders match to make him the number one contender for, you know, Roman, then I'd say, okay, he won a number one contenders match. No matter how many matches he has, he won a number one contenders match. But that didn't happen. It's just like he's getting hands to the title shot. That's all I'm trying to say. He should have been in a number one contenders match. He should have wrestled... What they should have done with Logan Paul, they should have done this. He should have wrestled Sami Zayn at Extreme Rules. You could have had those two wrestle in... Well, what's the best way to say it? I was going to say a ladder match, but, you know, like with the whole like contract to get a title shot. But then you already had a ladder match on the show. Or what kind of match? I'm trying to think. Or fuck, you could have just had these two wrestle on SmackDown this week coming up. Or even like the last week or any other SmackDowns. Oh, like if Logan Paul wins, he gets a title shot against uh, Roman Reigns. Okay. That's all. That's all you had to do. But they just made it complicated, honestly. Because, listen, if I'm one of the wrestlers backstage, I'm thinking, this guy in his third match is going to title shot. I've been here for a few years. I haven't even gotten a title shot. I mean, look at a guy like Chad Gable. That fucking guy deserves a title shot. I would say Otis, the way that he's revamped his career with, with Chad Gable, he deserves a title shot. Or fucking have Strowman go after Roman again, honestly. He can get. He can try to get redemption against him. Those two always had good matches. You know, I mean, guys that have been there for years that haven't even sniffed a title shot and Logan's getting one, I mean... Again, if Logan would have won a number one contenders match, I wouldn't complain about it. Because then I would say, oh, okay, he won a number one contenders match, he's getting a title shot. Okay, cool. They did it right. Right here, they've done it wrong. That's just my honest opinion. I don't know if many people feel, I don't, I don't know if many people feel the same way. I don't know if many people feel the same way, but I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is, but I'm still going to watch the match. Still going to watch the match. You know, hopefully it's a good match, which I think it will be. I think it will be, honestly. If Logan Paul somehow wins, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? But um, again, good match between Cross and McIntyre. Now let's get to the next, the next match right here for the Raw Women's Championship. In a ladder match. We have Bianca Belair defending her WWE Raw Women's Championship against Bayley. In a ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. This match, this match is really good. And this match between Bianca and uh, Bayley was supposed to happen back at Money in the Bank last year. I don't know it was supposed to be an I quit match or a last woman standing match. But Bayley tore ACL during training. So that's why the match never happened until now. And Bailey's looked good since she's come back. She has looked good since she's come back into the ring. She's looks like she hasn't skipped a beat. And I fucking love her character, honestly. Like back in 2020, 
when she was with Sasha and they were the women's tag team champions. I really didn't like Bailey's gimmick as much. I thought she was very annoying, but she played it very well. So I'll give her I'll give her a lot of credit. And one of my boys said this as we were watching the pay per view together back on Saturday, like we were talking on the headset on PlayStation, watching it together. You know, he brought up that he really doesn't like, you know, Bailey and EO Sky and Dakota Kai together because it doesn't seem like they fit. I have to admit, I definitely agree a little bit. And the whole thing with damage control with Sky and with Sky and Kai, it made no sense for them to lose to Aaliyah and Raquel Rodriguez for the WWE women the WWE women's tag team titles. I mean, yeah, I know they wound up winning it a couple weeks later from them, but why did you give Raquel and Aaliyah the, the titles in the first place? Why? You just made damage control look really stupid. You know what I mean? They looked pretty stupid, honestly, which I didn't like. I, I don't know. I just didn't like the decision at all. I, I fucking hated it. I shouldn't say I didn't like it. I hated it. I was like... And it's nothing against like Raquel, because I think she's good in the ring. She is a former NXT Women's Champion. So I think she's really good in the ring, and I kind of like the whole team up with her and Shotzi. I think that's a better team than fucking her and Aaliyah, because Aaliyah, for a girl that's been in the PC for eight fucking years, she hasn't learned shit, and she should not be in the wrestling business. I hate to call people's jobs, but she's been in the WWE PC since 2013. Make that nine years, actually, she's been in the WWE. She was in the PC for eight fucking years. Eight years, and she didn't learn fucking shit. But you have... You have guys right here in fucking Logan Paul and Bad Bunny who hadn't wrestled a match in their goddamn life. And look at the way they performed in the ring. And even Shayna Baszler, she didn't make her wrestling debut until 2015. She had no experience in wrestling other than fighting no experience in wrestling right there. And look what she's done. Look what she's done. I mean, come on. Jesus, man. But back to this ladder match right here. It was awesome. It was the first ever one-on-one women's ladder match ever. Other than, you know, of course, the women's um, Money in the Bank match. This is the first time we ever had a one-on-one women's match um, in a ladder match. A one-on-one women's ladder match, I should say. And it was really good. It lived up to expectations. Bailey was awesome in the ring. Fucking love her character. Awesome. Bianca's awesome as always. She's fucking great. And this match was awesome. That's the best way to say it. I'm going to keep saying it was awesome because it was it was awesome. It was great. It was one of the best matches of the night. I think the best match of the night is going to be the next match we're going to talk about. But this was just great. So what I think they're going to do, honestly, because um, we know Survivor Series is coming up next month. Survivor Series War Games, I should say. And they're going to have two War Games matches. One on the men's side, one on the women's side. I don't think we're going to see Bianca defend the Roman's title because obviously we know she won this match. I'm going to get to it. Um, I think she's going to be involved in the War Games match. If I had to guess right, I think it'll be... Well, there's five competitors, so it'll be her, Asuka and Alexa, and Raquel and Shotzi versus Bailey, Sky, Kai, so damage control, and two other women... 
you know what actually be really interesting? I would like to see damage control and toxic attraction form something. Maybe bring up Chi Dolan and JC Jane. That could be something. Damage control and toxic attraction. That would be something. Maybe they have like a falling out and say if Mandy's still champion, you could have Bailey go after Mandy. You could do that. You could do that. We'll definitely see. But that's, I kind of like to see that, honestly. It's probably not going to happen the way that I'm saying it. Like you'll have damage control and you'll have on the other side, you know, Bianca and Alexa and Oscar and probably Shotzi and Raquel. But then who goes with damage control? I would hope it'd be toxic attraction. Hopefully my idea comes to fruition. But uh, we'll see on that one. But with this match again right here, it was great. It was fucking great, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. We did see uh, Damage Control get involved in this match. They did get involved in this match. And I was saying to myself, you know, is Bailey really going to win? Is Bailey really going to win this match? And I actually thought she was for a second. I honestly thought... She was going to win this match. I honestly thought she was going to win this match. I really, really did. I thought she was going to win this match. I honestly thought she was. I really, really thought she was going to win this match. Thought she was, but I was wrong. I was wrong on that one. But, you know, when damage, the rest of Damage Control came out. And I, I want to be honest, I don't like their fucking theme song at all. That's just the one thing I will say. I just fucking hate their theme song. I just say I despise it, honestly. But Bianca took control right here when EO Sky and Dakota Kai came out. She fucking took control. She just bounced back. She didn't need any help at all. A lot of people thought that... um that Sasha and Naomi were going to come out and help Bianca. That didn't happen. So it is what it is. I mean, I personally think Sasha is going to go Hollywood, honestly. I think Naomi will return at some point. But I think Sasha's done. I think she's completely done. I mean, well, I should say completely done. I think she's going to do Hollywood for a while. Then she'll probably come back. But um, Bianca handled herself pretty well right here. She was able to take out EO Sky and Dakota Kai. And she fucking hit the KOD on Bailey onto the fucking ladder. I was like, whoa. That was a really cool spot. And Bianca was able to go up the ladder. And she got the Rawman's title. And she retains. So Bianca Belair is still the WWE Raw Women's Champion. And like I said, for WrestleMania 39, you could do any of these matches. You could do... Out of all three of these matches, let's say, let's, let's get rid of the triple threat idea. So out of all three of these matches, you could do her versus EO Sky. Her versus Charlotte or her versus Dakota Kai. You know, if it's her versus Charlotte, then Bianca needs to win. If it's Bianca versus EO, I would give it to EO. If it's Bianca versus Dakota, I would give it to Dakota. But again, if it's Bianca versus Charlotte, I would have Bianca win by a country mile. Nothing against Charlotte, but she's won the title. She's won both titles too many fucking times. That was the whole hot potato thing. But great ladder match. Awesome. For the first ever one-on-one women's ladder match, it lived up to expectations. It was great. So now we get to my favorite match of the night, the I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. And 
my boy that brought this up right here, when we were talking during it, he said the reason why Finn will win this match is like Beth's going to get involved and they're going to take her out and they're going to force Edge, you know, Judgment Day is going to force Edge to say he quits so, you know, Beth doesn't get hurt. And he was right. He was right. Because he actually mentioned it on his podcast. And he was right. He was absolutely fucking right. Got to give him respect on that one. He was absolutely right. But this match was awesome. It kind of, like, started off slow, honestly. It did start off a little bit slow, which I kind of expected. I expected them to go right at each other right away. You know, you're going to build up the story right here. Then the action's going to get good. I did think that Bray Wyatt was going to appear during this match. I thought he was going to be, like, the leader of Judgment Day. The new leader of Judgment Day, I should say. But I was thinking, okay, yeah, Finn's going to win this match. Because if he loses, then he looks weak as a leader. But, of course, yeah, the only way you're going to have Edge say he quits... And my boy said it correctly. You know, you have to have Beth come out and she gets attacked. And Edge is going to have to be forced to quits. But um, these two guys, you know, they were fighting in the crowd. I thought they were going to go backstage. That's why I thought, you know, it was all going to happen with Bray. But I was wrong. But man, these guys are just beating the shit out of each other. Edge is fucking choking around with the hockey stick. I thought, I thought Bow was going to definitely quit there. At multiple points, I thought Balor was going to quit, but I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're going to see Priest get involved, Dom's going to get involved, Rhea's going to get involved, so uh, it's just a matter of time. And the one thing I'll say about Dominic, I'll keep it very short, I think Dominic's in-ring work isn't that bad. A lot of people have criticized his in-ring work, I don't think he's a bad wrestler, honestly, I just think he needs better character development, because... He can't cut a promo at all. Even when he tried to cut the heel promo a week or two... It was a week ago. It was last week on Raw. I was like, okay, can you just get him off the mic, please? It's like he's talking very slow. Like, there's no bass in his voice. Like, he's not getting pissed off at all. Like, when he was saying that he hates his father, Ray. But you're not getting passionate. You're just saying it as a regular person. Like, you're saying it as a guy who's a fucking actor. That's what, you're, that's what you sound like. You sound very generic. Put some bass in your voice. Get pissed. That's it. That's what he should have done. That's what he should be doing. And I've said it before too, and some people have agreed that he could have went to NXT 2.0, Dominic, when they revamped NXT. He could have fit perfectly down there, honestly. I'm not saying they could have made him NXT champion. They could have made him North American champion. And he could have had a nice run down there. They could have developed him a little bit more down there. I mean, he got thrown into the fire right away, of course, but with Seth a couple years ago at SummerSlam, but he lived up to it. He had a really good match with Seth. That was the perfect opponent to start off his career. Perfect opponent. I told him that he gets better because I want to see him. I want to see him as champion in the future. I want to see him be just like his father winning the championship down the line. I want to see it. Just the one different thing between him and his father is he's a heel. Ray was never a heel. I don't know if he was a heel in WCW, but in WWE... Other than SmackDown vs. Raw 2011, where you have the choice to turn Ray heel, he's never been a heel in the WWE. Never been a heel. From, 20, from 2002 to 2014, and since he's come back in 2018, never been a heel. And I don't think he ever will be. It would be kind of cool to see him turn heel, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. But back to this match right here. It was fucking brutal. We saw Priest get involved, and then here comes Dom. And then Rey Mysterio comes out, and then fucking Dom hits him, and Michael Cole's getting pissed on commentary. Fuck, it was great to see Michael Cole, or it has been great to see Michael Cole be fucking unleashed on commentary recently. 
And then Rhea Ripley comes in, and here comes Beth Phoenix. Here she comes. It's all coming to fruition, right? She comes out, and her and Rhea are going at it. She beats down Rhea a little bit because Edge actually got fucking handcuffed by Rhea to the top rope. So then finally, Beth Phoenix is able to get the key, and Edge was free, and Edge and Balor going back at it, and then Damian Priest and Dom get back involved, and then Beth tries to get back in and help, and then Rhea finally takes her down. And then Finn Balor's hitting, after Edge hit him with three fucking spears, Balor's fucking hitting the coup de grace on him three straight times. And Finn's like saying, last chance right here, say you quit. And Edge tells him to go to hell. And then Beth Phoenix is down and Rhea Ripley grabs a chair. And Rhea Ripley's fucking about to hit Beth Phoenix with the chair. And Balor's like, you better say you quit. And Edge is about to say it, you could see it in his eyes. And he says he quits. So Finn Balor gets the win, and even after that, Rhea Ripley's like, I don't give a shit. She fucking hits that Phoenix hard right there with the chair. Doing the concerto onto Beth Phoenix, I was like, whoa. Holy shit. That's all I gotta say is holy shit. And that was some match. That was some match right there. Finn Balor gets a huge win. Gets a huge win, even though you could say, yeah, he cheated. Well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But, uh... Big win right there. It's far from over. It's definitely far from over. I think it's going to lead to a mixed tag team match between Edge and uh, Beth versus Finn and uh, Rhea, which I'm fine with. I don't mind seeing that match at all. I think it's going to be definitely better than Edge and Beth versus uh, Maurice and Miz from last year, or from, excuse me, this year at day one. Um, or at the, wherever it was, was it day one of the Royal Rumble, whichever one it was. I look forward to seeing that, but that was awesome. That was fucking awesome. We know the judgment there. Definitely gonna gloat tonight. It's gonna be something. I hope like when Dominic gets on the mic, Rey Mysterio just goes off because it just goes off on him. That's what I hope for. We'll see what happens tonight. But now we get to the main event of the evening: the Fight Pit match with Daniel Cormier as a special guest referee. We have Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins, and I believe this is Matt Riddle's first ever main event here on pay-per-view and this match another match that lived up to expectations a little bit shorter than i expected a little bit shorter than i expected i expect them to go like 20 30 minutes i don't know if it went like 15 in that range like 15 to 18 in that range something like that with this match so i was a little bit disappointed that it was shorter than expected but hey it was still good and seth rollins came out with the old the old RVD gear. And I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be something if RVD comes back and we get him versus Seth, honestly? Even though we've seen it before in 2014. Just imagine we get that on pay-per-view, at least. That would actually be kind of really cool, honestly. If RVD's willing to do that. I wouldn't mind seeing that at WrestleMania. Maybe, maybe it was a tease. Could have been. Definitely could have been if you want RVD to go out at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool, honestly. I'm down to see that. But you saw during this match, right, Daniel Cormier wasn't taking any sides. And I forgot to mention, I forgot to mention, speaking of The Miz before, I almost forgot to mention, he was backstage again with Gritty. And Gritty was trying to give him the shirt again. And Miz beat the fucking shit out of Gritty. And of course, he probably thinks it's Dexter Loomis. And lo and behold, who's behind him after he does that? Dexter Loomis. And he beats up The Miz and Dexter Loomis and Gritty. Just walk off into the sunset. So I forgot to mention that. So we'll definitely see what happens during Miz's birthday celebration tonight on Raw. Definitely something will go down. 
question is what though well I think we all know um back to the fight pit match right here it was awesome it was really great and the connection that Riddle and fucking or say the chemistry that Riddle and Rollins have is amazing Daniel Cormier wasn't taking any shit though during this match he wasn't taking any shit during this match and I expected I did expect Brock Lesnar to come out after this match honestly because there have been rumors of him versus Cormier but I can't see it happening in the WWE I mean it happened between him and you know Cain Velasquez but I can't see Cormier agreeing to it honestly that's just my honest opinion I don't know. I just can't see it happen. It'd be really cool to see it happen, but I just... I don't see it happening, though. I just don't. But he wasn't taking any shit, Cormier. He wasn't on anybody's side. He was getting pissed at Riddle and Seth. He was pushing them around a little bit, saying, listen, cut the shit right here. He wasn't taking anybody's fucking side. Nobody's side during this match. But these two were beating the hell out of each other, and it was fun. And they went up to the top of the cage in the fight pit. And the only way to win this match is by knockout or submission. That's the only way to win this match. That's the only way to win this match. And they were just beating the hell out of each other on top of the fucking cage. Fucking Riddle hitting an RKO. Seth almost hit the fucking stomp. And after Riddle hit that RKO, and Seth fell down back into the ring, and Riddle did the fucking splash on the top, I was like... Top rope, top of the cage. I was like, holy shit. And then he got him in the submission. I'm thinking, is Seth going to tap? And he taps. He taps Matt Riddle. I would have to say, that's his biggest win here on pay-per-view. I, mean, I know he's been a United States champion already. I know that. But holy shit. Beating Seth freaking Rollins in the main event of Extreme Rules. That was huge. I mean, now they're one-on-one one against each other. So they could go at it one more time. To break the tiebreaker. It could happen at Crown Jewel next month. It definitely could. I'd be down for it. I'd be down for it. Especially if Seth wins the United States title tonight. That elevates it. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. But we'll see what happens there. And, you know, Riddle and Cormier, they were on top of the stage. And you saw, like, the little thing right there. You see when the show's about to end. Oh, but it's not over. The lights go out. And you hear this. He's got the whole world in his hands. And Philly's going crazy here in this. And we see all the characters of the of the Firefly Funhouse. You see the buzzard. You see the rabbit. You see the pig, Huskus. You see Abby the witch. So what was it? Ramblin' Rabbit, Mercy the buzzard... Um, Abby the Witch and Huskis the Pig. And then you also see the Fiend in the crowd. But these are all like extras or who knows if it was any superstars that were dressed up. But it could have been just extras. Who the hell knows? And then you see the Firefly Funhouse is destroyed. Well, not really destroyed. It's like abandoned. It's abandoned. And then you go to the TV right there and there's somebody wearing a mask. And then we come back. Right there on the rampway, the entranceway, you see a door. That door opens, and who comes out of that door? You guessed it, Bray Wyatt is officially back. He takes off the mask, it's him, he's got the lantern, 
And before it cuts off, he says, I'm here. Couldn't really hear it, but he said, I'm here. And then he goes, and then you see a symbol right at the end. And you hear, like, the old, like, Wyatt Family's theme at the beginning. Like, the whole, like, intro at the beginning. Like, you just hear it as the symbol's there. And then it cuts off. Holy fucking shit. You heard the whole crowd chanting, holy shit. That was awesome. Amazing return. It lived up to the hype. And you had to think, WWE had to deliver with Bray Wyatt. If it wasn't him, it would have been a disappointment. That's me being completely honest. It would have been a disappointment if it wasn't if it wasn't Bray. It would have been a disappointment. It just had to be him. But I will I will admit though, WWE lived up to the hype on this one. He's back. We'll see if he he should be on Raw tonight. He definitely should be. But he didn't go after anybody. Didn't go after Riddle. Didn't go after Rollins. So maybe he's not going after either one of those guys. But you have to think, who is his first feud going to be with? Is he building his own stable here again? Because apparently Seth Rollins and Liv Morgan, they uh, blacked out their profile on Twitter. So there's rumors that they're going to join up with Bray. I personally have Bray be by himself. But if you want to build another group, I mean, you could. Personally, in my opinion, I mean, I won't mind it. But if I was doing it, I would have Bray be on his own, honestly. But thank God he's back. Because somebody said on Twitter, you know, wrestling is better when Bray Wyatt's in it. Because he's a great creative mind. He really is. Like, when he's done with wrestling, as a wrestler, he could be a good booker, honestly. He could honestly be a really good booker. I think he definitely could be. I think he's got a future in being a booker in wrestling when he's done with wrestling as a wrestler. I honestly think that. I honestly do. But this pay-per-view definitely lived up to the hype. It was extreme. The first ever, like you could say, Extreme Rules pay-per-view in so long, honestly, where there was actual stipulations. Because last year, they only had one Extreme Rules match. That was between Roman and Balor for the United... Oh, I can't say United. For the Universal Championship. That was the only match that had a stipulation. It was an Extreme Rules match. That was the only match. So this pay-per-view lived up to the fucking hype, and it was great. And I can't wait for Crown Jewel on November 5th. And, of course, Survivor Series on the 26th. November's going to be good. November's going to be a good month right here for wrestling. Because we got Crown Jewel. We got Full Gear. And then we have Survivor Series. In a matter of four weeks right there. November 5th is Crown Jewel. November 19th is Full Gear. And November 26th is Survivor Series. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be damn good. Alright guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode right here and I hope you guys that watch Extreme Rules enjoyed the pay-per-view like I did. Got Raw tonight, let's see how it is. It's going to be fucking great. With the Bloodline on Raw, we got DX. It's one of the anniversary. We got Gargano versus um, Austin Theory, Mr. Money in the Bank. And we got Bobby Lashley defending his United States title against Seth freaking Rollins. I hope that Seth wins the title tonight. Cross my fingers on that one. It should be good. Alright guys, hope you guys enjoyed this episode right here and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. I will talk to you guys tomorrow to make my ALDS and NLDS predictions. Enjoy the rest of your day guys and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.